0: Johnny Dollar. Johnny, this is Don Boomhauer down here in Sarasota, Florida. Don, how are you? Oh, great, great. Yeah? Now, what's the matter? Well, the last time I called you, I mentioned that pal of yours, Earl Poorman. Yeah? Told you he was out in California and that he'd left me holding down the local office Hold on. Yes. Uh, well, no, not exactly. Well, which is it? I mean, not exactly the kind you might expect. Uh, looks like one of our clients, an old man by the name of William Trasker, is dying. Old Bill Trasker, the fishing guy? That's the one. Earl yeah. and I went fishing with him several times out in the Gulf. Oh, so that's how he knows about you. Well, what's he dying of, Don? I can't imagine anybody having it in for old Bill and trying to knock him off. the cause of your coming down. And if there's nothing suspicious about the circumstances? Nothing at all. It'll be death from natural cause. Well, Don, I'm afraid I don't see well, any during reason... During his period of consciousness, uh, he's in a coma most of the time. He keeps asking for you. Oh? Why? Well, I don't know. Not for sure, that is. But what he keeps saying, or uh, trying to say, and it's hard to understand him, well, Johnny, it sounds like you're trying to give us the clue to a murder. Murder. John, I'm on my way. <laughs> Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Tri-State Life and Casualty Insurance Company office in Sarasota, Florida. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the recompense matter. expense account item 17970 taxi and a plane from Hartford to New York and another one to Florida. At the International Airport in Tampa, Don Boomhauer was waiting for me. We piled into his air-conditioned car and headed south on the Tamiami Trail down towards Sarasota. That's right, Johnny. Old Bill Trasker. Dying of some kidney disease. Huh? And according to Dr. Crutcher, nothing short of a miracle would save him. Uh, yes, you bad. He seemed like a mighty nice old man. A real gentleman. Well-educated, well-spoken. you would expect to find him running a big business instead of a broken-down outboard rigged to take out fishing parties. And so I understand. But frankly, Johnny, i have never even seen old Bill until the doctor called me. He said he was dying and that he wanted to see you. Then I looked up his policy. Yeah, 2,500, you said. Yes, to be spent giving him a modest but decent burial. And to pay any bills he might leave outstanding. Uh Uh-huh. Apparently then Bill won't be leaving much of a mistake. Well, you'll understand why when you see the little kind of shack he lives in. But now over the phone, you said something about a murder. Well, Johnny, it was so difficult trying to understand what he was trying to say. Even when he seemed completely conscious, he was very vague. Except perhaps when he was asking for you, when he told us he had to see you before he goes. Well now, Don, why never said the actual word murder, Johnny. But he, uh... Well, well, listen, there was a name. A a name he kept trying to tell us. It sounded like, uh, Jerry or Gerald something. Last name we couldn't get at all. Well, I just checked over his relatives. When we asked him about relatives, he just turned his face away and shook his head. But... Now, if he was talking about a murder... Uh, Johnny, it's just... It's just that... Well, uh, Doc and I agreed that from what he said and... Well, his knowing you and your work, and then wanting to see you, and well, you know how deathbed confessions—ah, you are not making much sense. <sighs> Look, Doc will be waiting for us. And if Bill is conscious enough to make sense when he talks to you, well, let's just wait and see what you can get out of him. Whatever you say, now. <laughs> The palm was a shack, all right, on a small, scurvy piece of land near the end of one of the bayous leading out from Sarasota Bay. As we stopped in front of the walk, I mean the long path through the palmettos that led up to it, Doc Crutcher came out to meet us. Johnny. Johnny, I'm glad to see you. Yeah. How are you, Doc? Down. i uh, just given him a final injection in across the seven that. But... Well, come on here. He's failing, Doc? As a last resort, I've used a new, very radical sort of treatment. One of the so-called but not fully tried miracle drugs. And? I'm just afraid he came to me too late. But, Doctor, there's a chance. Oh, there's always a chance, Johnny. But in this case, a very slim one. Doctor? Uh-huh. Doctor? Here we are, Bill. You just relax. Mm-hmm. You see, Tommy... Yeah. Well, here I am, Bill. See? Right here in the flesh. Johnny? Johnny? That's right, that's right. Hey, look, if you if you expect to take out fishing, you've got to get well, old man. No. Oh, Johnny, it's too, too late now. Oh, come on now. That's no way to talk, old Tommy. I'm going to lie now. Yeah? Who said so? Would you? You too Tell Tell... Tell who, Bill? Tell... Who? Tell... Tell what to the police? No. No. What? No. Murder. There was a murder? Or oh, you mean there was no murder? Oh, tell... Tell me I did... I... Did it... It... Easy, easy, Gerald. Gerald? Yes, well, See if he's. Hmm. The, the end, Doc. Right? Well, no. No. As a matter of fact, his heartbeat is. Well, it's stronger. What? Much stronger. Doc, listen. Yes, Doc. Uh, get to the phone and get an ambulance while I make him ready. You mean that maybe you can pull him through after all? Yes. Now, come on, Tony, Give me a hand oh, with him. Sure, Doc. Save him, huh? Yes, of course. Yes, so that we can investigate this confession of his. Huh? Sure. And then see that he's executed for murder. Oh, darn for the law my. Yes, call that ambulance. Oh. <laughs> scientific achievements usually are made through the combined efforts of many men. Such is the story of the Atlantic Cable, one of the outstanding milestones of the 19th century. But today the name of one man remains to remind us of that venture. The organizer and director, Cyrus W. Field, a retired paper merchant who risked his fortune, sanity, and integrity in an awesome adventure that lasted 12 long years. Field first was approached in regard to a short underwater cable to Newfoundland in 1854. After a huge investment of both money and energy, the cable was completed the following summer. Field then went to England to tackle the much larger problem of laying the Atlantic cable. Many futile attempts were made. Cable was broken. Splices were made. Cable was lost. Tempers flew, and ship captains resigned in disgust. Still, Field wouldn't give up. Finally, on August 8, 1858, it appeared that the project had been successfully completed. Cyrus Field went ashore and walked 15 miles to the nearest telegraph station. There he wired his wife, the Associated Press, and President Buchanan. He informed the president that Queen Victoria would telegraph her congratulations over the new cable. But before the Queen's message was completed, the line went dead. The much-hailed project was again a failure. Faulty insulation was blamed. In 1865, the largest steamboat afloat, the Great Eastern, made another attempt. Just 660 miles from Newfoundland, the cable parted. Inadequate hoisting tackle prevented its recovery. Field broke down and wept like a child. And yet, the very next year, he sailed with the Great Eastern for one more try. This time, every failure had been studied every provision made. On July 27, 1866, Cyrus Field landed at heart's content. After personally cabling the unbelievable news, he immediately boarded the Great Eastern, retrieved the broken cable of the year before, spliced it, and laid the second Atlantic cable. Cyrus W. Field, another American whose driving energy insisted that somehow there must be a way. Let's find it. And now, act two of yours truly, Johnny Dallas. We carefully laid old Bill in the back seat of Don Boomhauer's car and drove him to the hospital ourselves. And then we could only wait to see if the drug that Dr. Crutcher had given him would really do its work. And yet, if it did, if by some modern miracle the old man should recover well, Don had said it there at the shack, and he said it again that evening as we sat in the comfortable den of his home trying to console ourselves with a couple of scotch and sodas. know it's wrong, Johnny. There's something very wrong about it. Yeah? I mean pulling him away from death's door only so that he can be electrocuted for that murder he confessed to. But did he really, Don? What else could he have meant? So you've got to investigate, Johnny? Even Doc Crutcher has to report that confession to the police. Well, maybe. And so do I. We've no way out of it. None of us. Cheryl Thornton. Yes, the name of his victim, the man he murdered. Did he? Is that what he tried to tell us, or what else could he possibly meant? And don't forget, he thinks that he's dying. I know. A deathbed confession, Johnny, happens all the time. Oh, but look, is he the kind of man who could have killed somebody? Certainly didn't strike me that way. But how do you know? It may have happened years ago. And it may never have happened at all. And I hope that (coughs) somehow you're right. But can you prove it? Well, Johnny? Ah, pour me another drink, will you? Sure, all you want. But you haven't answered my question. I'm going to try, Don. I'm going to try. <laughs> At about midnight, Doc Fletcher is calling to say that we should keep our fingers crossed and maybe pray a bit. And now looks as outlet, old Bill Trasker might have a 50 chance to live. Then, unexpectedly, a call from Lieutenant Barney Phillips of the police department. Yes, Mr. Donald. Do you know anything about this this Joe Thornley? No, sir, never heard of him. But we'll find out who he was. Don't you worry about that, uh, Lieutenant. Uh, how well do you know old Bill? do our duty, get the goods on him, see the justice done. the The law is the law, and it's our duty to uphold it. Um, old Bill came here seven years ago? That's right. From where? Well, now, if we knew that, we'd know where to look for information on this man Sarnley that he killed. Yes, he did. What's that? I, uh, I'll talk to you later, Lieutenant. I can find out that he didn't kill any such man or anybody else. Oh, no, Mr. Don. I'll be in touch. Why are you so sure he didn't murder someone, Johnny? Did I say that, Don? You didn't need to. Don, I want no part of this thing. Donnie, I know. I know this is no ordinary sort of investigation. But as a company, we have to go through with it. Why? If you can prove that Bill didn't do it, which I doubt, uh, well, it's the least we can do for a client. Or, uh, or something. Yeah. And if you end up proving he did, well, it's a, it's a public service by the company. Or, or something. Or something. Let someone else handle it. I want to put it Why did old Bill ask for you? Well? Oh, well, I think it's because of... Well, in spite of what he said, in spite of what it sounded like... Hey, okay, let me use your car, will you? <coughs> At this time of night? No, not here. Here's the key. All right, good. What have you got in mind? Well, maybe keeping an innocent man out of the chair. Now, John, maybe you let. <laughs> Obviously, the key to this whole matter lay in finding out about Bill's supposed victim, Gerald Thornley, Who he was, where he was, or where he had been. And then if Bill had ever been there. So I drove over to the shack again and went through Bill's clothes, hoping that some of them might be old enough to show where he'd been before he moved to Sarasota. Every one of them bore a New York label. Item two, five twenty for a tank of Item three, after I reached the airport in Tampa, four sixty for a long telegram to Ripley Keener, a pal of mine on the New York side. Item four, seventy one seventy, and shortly after dawn, I was in New York. Rip was waiting for me at the airport yourself to sign the money and phone me, Johnny. Now, just... What do you mean by that, Rip? Well, I could have told you all there is to tell about Gerald T. Thornley in one sentence. Ah. Uh-huh. I handled the story on him to the paper myself. Ah, uh-huh. well, what about He uh, He what? Seven years ago, that crooked promoter disappeared. Promoter. And when the police finally caught up with when and where and how he disappeared, it left him with only one possible conclusion. Thornley was murdered. Nevertheless... No, just, no, Johnny. Stop trying to act like a Pollyanna and get on back to Sarasota and nail that old guy for murder. The 14th Amendment to our Constitution is one of its most important sections. It bestows United States citizenship upon every person, regardless of race, who was born within our borders or who was naturalized. And this amendment... Further provides that the privileges and immunities of citizenship cannot be taken away by a state, nor may a citizen be denied the equal protection of the laws. It is this amendment which makes us all equal citizens with equal rights, to the end that this country of yours and mine shall be our country under God. Now, Act Three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Recompense Match. breakfast there at Idlewild Airport. Ritzkeen had told me more about Gerald P. Thornley. Not that Thornley didn't deserve to have somebody knock him off. Now, just what does that mean? When he got through with all his phony real estate promotions, he left more innocent people broke and hungry than you can shake it. Well, Johnny, that man made millions on his crooked real estate deals. And who suffered? Wealthy people who could afford to lose a few thousand here and there? Oh, no. No, sir. That was poor people who fell for his fish and then suffered for it. That's the law. The authorities, they never got on to him, he was too smart. Every deal he made was perfectly legal at the time. Tell you this, Johnny, a lot of the real estate laws got rewritten as a result of him. I mean, in spite of the way it finally turned out, the switcherooning. Uh-huh, what? Sure, that gave me material for that feature I hoped was going to win me a Pulitzer Prize. Just, what are you talking about? Back there in 53, after the coroner's jury said it was murder, they went through his papers and bank accounts, they found he left enough dough and instructions for it to pay back every cent he'd taken from the poor suckers. You are kidding. you Johnny. I told you it was a twist. And, Johnny, that's what makes his killer all the more wrong. So get on back there to Sarasota and nail him down. Yeah, Riff, I guess you're following. Probably... Oh, no, wait a minute, huh? Handle this right, and maybe your next feature you will get you a surprise, huh? who'd been taken by Thornley. Well, old Bill Trasker has never been in that category in spite of his mean job these last seven years as a fishing guide. Item five, ten cents cents a call to Lieutenant Randy Singer, 18th Precinct. Then I had Rip Steenhead drive me into Steve. There you are, Johnny. A complete set of fingerprints on the late Mr. Gerald P. Thornley. Yes, yes. So why I should break my neck getting him in such a hurry. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I, I about, it, you. put that so-called mind of yours to work finding out who murdered him Seven, seven and a half years ago, why? Yeah, well, that coroner's jury could have been all wet, you know. Huh? Why don't you uh, keep us here entertained until I call him a feature story for Donna Sarasota? Johnny, if that is. Yeah? If what? Now, if this absolutely crazy hunch of mine pays off. <laughs> Item six, another 7170 for a plane back to Port. From the airport in Tampa, I drove on down to Sarasota straight to the hospital. It is a miracle, Johnny. If old Bill continues to improve the way he has in his last 12 hours, he'll live until... until they put him in the chair, much as I hate to say that. Old Bill was much better. And almost was a miracle. He let me take a set of his fingerprints, and then he broke down and told me his story. Then at police headquarters, when one of the lab men compared the prints with a set I'd brought down from New York... Lieutenant Barney Phillips nearly slipped. But I... Uh, oh, no. Look, Al, I, I... can't believe this. According to these, prints, old bill is Gerald P. Thornley. That's right. But I don't understand. But why, Dollar? Well, his... His dirty real estate promotions were perfectly legal at the time. But he was ruining more innocent peace, causing more heartbreak and suffering. But he... He hadn't thought about that in his lust for money. All he cared about was getting more and more of it, regardless of whom he was hurting Until one day, this kidney thing hit him, and it scared him. Suddenly, he realized that one day he'd die as one of the most hated men in the world. Hmm. But simply giving back the money would never erase the stigma that he'd have to live with. So he arranged his own disappearance, and he made it look like murder, so he could quietly get away and start leading the kind of life he should have been leading and start doing some good for people. Exactly the way he's been doing here in Sarasota, time. As a sort of sort of recompense for the rotten things he'd done before. Yeah, that's right. And without having folks point him out as the crook he'd been. That's right. And don't forget, the people he'd hurt up north were all paid off. But Dollar, when he thought he was dying, he told you murder nah, I mean, He said no, no murder. Doc and Don misunderstood. He said to tell the police that he did it, that's all. And now we know what he did. Dollar, I hate to say this, but he's still in trouble. Oldville Tractor? Gerald P. Thornley. Not any more than but... What's it? Thornley is dead. Legally dead. Well, I. I know, so only. <laughs> I guess you're right, Mr. Johnny. Well, you say you're right. Yeah. After sticking around a few days To make sure that old Bill's recovery would be complete Well, I changed my mind About getting Rick Schena material For a future. Let him wonder about it the Expense account total Including the trip back to Hartford 200 And, uh, ah, uh, no, Don, forget it Just forget it Yours truly, Sonny Dollar Starring Bob Bailey, originates in Hollywood and is written, produced, and directed by Jack Johnstone. First our cast were Russell Thorson, Mark Robinson, Harley Bear, Barney Phillips, Dick Crenna, and Herb Biker. Be sure to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And this is John Wall's season.